Welcome back to the Jed Z Hawks podcast with your host, Sahara Lucas. Um, we are back for another episode. We have lots of stuff to get to. So, um, yeah, how's the we, we haven't had an po- uh, episode in a week. How has your week been? Stressful? Oh, my week? Um, school related, definitely. Um, yeah, just yeah, just that. Uh, just, you know, hope, hoping of hoping on the Leafs. Um, just trying to trying to get through the week sort of thing it's kind of kind of how it, how it is how, how, yeah i haven't really done anything like super super crazy i haven't really been that busy but no i haven't i haven't really done i've really done a lot just kind of you know school work and, and stuff like that yeah it's like we have like two more weeks two or like three three more weeks of school and then we're done school so i'm like i'm still figuring out what i'm gonna do after um after like school's done and it's just gonna be podcast and hockey <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I mean, what, what thing came up today, actually, my grandparents are getting their shot on, uh, on Wednesday, which is, which is super, just super awesome. Yeah. Go get your vaccines, everyone. Please get, please go get your COVID vaccines. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about hockey. Uh, Leafs lose to Calgary on Friday night and then win last night, um, or no, two days ago on Saturday night, uh, two zero and, um, Campbell gets a shutout. Spezza scores a vintage goal, beautiful goal, and uh, yeah, we get the win. Uh, I, I just want to point out one thing: does is there an invisible wall in front of Austin Matthews? Like in front of the in, in front he of every is, single net that Austin Matthews he, shoots on? He is leading the goal with seven, nine, seven or nine posts. He's leading the so league in, in, with nine post posts. Hits. Yeah, yeah. And, and then um, he had a wide open net, and Michael Backlund like took it away from him. Yeah. Oh, I was oh, I was so mad. Um, I was like, how did that not go in? Yeah, there was a couple times the puck hit the post, like Muzzin's almost scored, it hit the post. Uh, uh, but yeah, the posts have not been going good for them. Um, and then uh, the reason you brought up Spetz's goal because that went bar and in somehow. You know, I was watching the replay. I didn't know if it went to the left of the goalie or the right of the goalie. I was far side, so it was to, it it was, was far it was side. to the yeah, goalie's I left. It was first, yeah, it was to the goalie's left, so far side. Yeah, it was far side. So it was like wild, like that. I don't know how that went in, but that somehow went in. And um, okay, he's he's got a shot. He can still play. Yeah, he can definitely he has still a play. Shot and he's gonna play. Yeah. So Matthews just after that like ridiculous streak where he went like 20, 20 something goals uh in in 20 something games like it was yeah, just ridiculous crazy um now has just kind of slowed down and isn't really gonna regre- up. you're gonna regress to the mean like that's just what happens yeah. you're gonna regress to the mean um so yeah he he isn't scoring as much as he is but he is getting a lot of chances but I, but him i'm watching him put- play i don't know if i don't know if you're, it's the same thing with you i'm watching him play and being like he's getting so many chances he's playing well he is he's doing all the things that he's doing it's just not going in and that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. through stretches like that yeah and he's still playing with marner i think mitch i think mitch has been the leafs best forward this season yeah so far um he's been he's been magnificent um and it's just you're gonna go through stretches where things are things are going in it's just and it's just not going in And, and now they get another four days where he's gonna heal up his wrist yeah and uh and hopefully hopefully they can find out a way to uh you know figure out those very very hard Ottawa Senators. Hopefully yeah. they can find out how to beat the Ottawa Senators because you That's know they're next such a hard on, team to beat on Thursday, Thursday. or Wednesday. Oh Thursday, okay. I'll so, yeah, be, I will be in the middle of a Zoom class, but I will be but hopefully I'll be able to watch like the first period. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I have nothing. I'm going to be watching it uh, at home, so enjoying that game. Um, so I want to talk about Freddie for a little bit because he did have a terrible game. He has a. He had an eight six two in his last six games. He is injured, so Ugh. like he's been struggling with an injury for the last two weeks. So what I think happened is they're like we can't have Hutchison in that because we are doomed if we think if we have Friday we at least have a shot at it even if he's injured. Um, I think he literally just dragged this team until until Campbell was back and healthy. So I don't think, I think for the next couple, like maybe a week, maybe a week and Jack a half. Jack Campbell will be the starter of this team. Jack Campbell. No, I mean, I, I, when I'm talking about like week, week and a half, I mean, game game wise, not like just like this four, four day stretch. I mean, like after like 
after this stretch is done, uh, after these like stretches done where they're not playing any games, I think it's going to be a week, week and a half, maybe even two weeks where Jack Campbell is just the starter. Um, he's been playing good. He has only played four games. Um, he's got but two he's shutouts. He's got two shutouts in those four games. Uh, yeah. The most goals he's allowed per game is two. Um, and he's and the two teams he shut out. One was the Edmonton Oilers, who just uh, who are you know we we could talk about how much we don't we don't think they're going to do much in the playoffs, but they are an yeah. offensive threat. And the other was the Calgary Flames, who just manhandled and, them the night the Leafs the night before. Yeah, and Edmonton is. Um... They are challenging us for first in the division. Or they were tied. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have extra games in hand, but that's why we're in first. But uh, we are being challenged by them to be the first in the division. So I think there is a couple more games they play between each other, and that's going to really put up the uh, break. Like who is going to be first in the division? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I was I was actually. I wanted Winnipeg to win that game. However, once I figured it out, I was like, you know what? Being tied with Edmonton, yeah, that sucks and what and whatnot. But I mean, four points, but uh, having four point cushion, a four point cushion between the Jets makes me feel a little better. And Edmonton's probably going to pass us just because the Leafs have a few days off. Uh, yeah. Edmonton today's today's Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, the Jets are playing the Canucks. I don't think. Oh, Edmonton's playing the Habs. So for the first time in my life, I will say, go Habs, go. And for the first time in my life, I will say, go Canucks, go. Um, and uh, and the, the Leafs have a bit of a have a bit of a break here. Like we said, they have four points between them and the Jets. They're obviously tied with the Oilers for first in the division. There, that win was tremendously important. That was that was that, that might have been like the most important win of the season after having yeah. such a, such a bad slide. It's I messaged Lucas like before the game started, like uh, ha- halfway through like the first period or whatever. I'm like, are you nervous? Because I'm really nervous. And I like I didn't say this th- at that point, but I was like, we have to st- if they lose this game, I think we might have to start being like serious about what is wrong with this team. And is if like, what do we do? Like, what do we do after like uh, eight? Um, si- that would have uh, been seven, out, been of eight seven out of eight. And and that one lo- one one win was not even in regulation. Yeah, it was an overtime win. Yes. Um. And, and my response to "Are you nervous?" was I almost threw up my dinner. Yeah. Because I I legit my mom my mom made this absolutely amazing like uh, risotto with like mush with mushrooms and shrimp. I'm in the middle of eating it. It's great, but I'm so nervous. I'm literally yeah. <laughs> threw up Not good. because I was so nervous. Like when the Leafs play in the playoffs, it drives my mom nuts because I don't eat. I don't eat dinner because yeah. like I'm so gosh darn nervous. And then uh, it's, oh, it's bad. I I I have a beautiful family and, and it shows that during a time of the playoffs where I just don't talk to people. Uh, yeah. So the playoffs are fast approaching. The trade deadlines fast approaching. Um, so just do, stuff do that you kind of feel, do you kind of feel like this week will be the Canadian team trade deadline? Yeah. Meaning they're, they're going to trade, they're going to trade more, uh, than American teams at this point. I think so. Because I think the closer that the Canadian teams get to the trade deadline without having a trade, it, the lower the price will be to give up assets. Because let's say like, I think it's, like second week of April is trade deadline, the 14th. Uh, the 12th. One, or 12th, one of those, yeah. One of those two, yeah. Okay, whatever. Either one, it's like halfway through April. So basically, if it's halfway through April, it's trade deadline, so the 12th, you only, then you have to come here. So it's a two-week quarantine, so 14 days. So that's like 26-ish, 28th, depending on uh, like how yeah. the travel and all that stuff is. And then... Uh, playoffs start like May 8th, May 10th ish. It's like the second week of May. So you don't have like, that's a week of having that player on your team. And is that even like worth having that player before he gets into the routine of your team and is able to function uh, like with the team and is, is an improvement to the team. Like, so is it worth even doing that? Uh, I just looked at the 11th will be the start of the playoffs. So, so, but like you just said, yeah. Like you just said, like if they're if they're gonna trade on on the trade deadline, <clears throat> and Adam Wilde keeps saying keyword of the trade deadline will be dead. Yeah. Um. 
if they're going to trade on the trade deadline, if you're a Canadian team trading with an American team, um, you'll, you won't get that player until the last two weeks of the regular season. Yeah. So but, I think it, it would make if, – if the Leafs want to do something or if any Canadian team wants to do something, people are, like, um, people are saying that the Jets are on, on Matthias Ekholm um, – other and other teams are in on other guys. If they want to, if they want to make trades, they should do it now or within the week. Yeah, I think that's the Leafs, what I think is going to happen. It would make the more sense to me for the Leafs because they have this break. Yeah, um, I, I expect that within the next couple of days, something's going to happen. I think before, I think there will be a trade before the next game. And uh, and will it be? In your opinion, do you think it'll be a big? Tr- a big trade or a trade deadline train meaning here's a fourth liner for a for a fifth round pick okay so uh, from his from dubas's availability i'm expecting to just be like uh like nothing crazy i think it just me bolstering depth um if he wants to go for that top six forward he is going to get rid of kerfoot so we're not gonna have kerfoot for like a week two weeks or whatever until no, we're not that... gonna have kerfoot period yeah we're not gonna have kerfoot period yeah my bad um but I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to think. Um, I, I want to talk about uh, just one second. Like, we have, like, we got a new player in the top six. Um, yes. Gal- Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. Yeah. And he's looked good. He got an assist on the... Yeah, on, he got an assist last night. He looks good. I like how he's playing. He's really fired up. Like, he's you see him skating. He has a little bit of style with Willie. Yeah, he does look fast. Um, he was like doing a little dance with Willie with like just leaving the puck and then Willie goes grabs it, which he looks good, which if he continues to play well, I think they might like look at the top six and be like, we might just grab a bottom six and just be happy with See, that. I don't know if Alex Galchenyuk should be your top six guy, you know, like if, if you have the chance to get someone, if you have the chance to get someone who could play in your top six like sorry galch you're going down to the third line like i like i think, yeah i think that's i think that's like i don't even and i've said i've said numerous times on this this podcast i do not want taylor hall personally i think he'll cost too much yeah, I, and i don't find any any real benefit to him being on the team yeah i don't think i don't think you were going for uh hall i think he has contracts too big um mm-hmm. i found like we came up with the whole or i came up with the whole Patrick Liney thing. Um, that'd be hilarious if they'd get him. Like but I'm saying, if you get Patrick center, Line, so I don't think that's happening. If you get someone on Patrick Liney's caliber of Patrick Liney's caliber, like, sorry, Galch, you're going down and he's playing with someone else, you know? Yeah, obviously. Like he's playing yeah. with like, so obviously not Patrick Liney, someone of Patrick Liney's caliber. Um, and like a, a name's not really, but people keep talking about Marcus Granlin. Like I would, but I wouldn't necessarily see him as a top, uh, sorry, a top six, or maybe if he puts it like there's, there's so many options and I just don't. And here's the thing about Kyle Dubas and why he, and why he like, he drives me nuts, but then I also love him in the, in the end, he makes trades that no one saw coming. He has yeah, something, which, he has something in the works. No, yeah. and no one's going to, and everyone's going to be like, Shit, I didn't even realize that. What a great trade, or what a yeah. what a great pickup, and it's gonna and we're all gonna you know mind blown. That's why, like I like I don't like I don't even look at the names. I'm like, oh yeah, this would be cool. This would be cool. But like, no one saw Muzzin coming to Toronto. No one saw no one saw Jack Jake Campbell coming. coming to Toronto. No one saw Jack Campbell. Either. And like, I think I think like I don't even want to like I the list can go on of just names that I speculate about. Who might be people, coming to Toronto? People are saying that they're going to trade Freddie straight up for Jonathan Quick, and for me, I'm like, are we just are we just acquiring the LA Kings goalie tandem out of like over the past? No, we're are not. Those just are those we're just not be, like, getting and, Jonathan Quick? He's like 35. He's yes. old, and he has injury injury history. And he's what you're gonna okay. Let's say they trade him on the but trade remember, deadline. He won, but remember, he won a cup seven years ago. Yes, but like just logistically thinking about it, okay. So he's going to be quarantined for two weeks after the trade deadline. So he's coming in end of April. He's going to have what? Six games. Yeah. And then the playoffs, like, I don't think six games, like that's not even a training camp, but like that's a training camp. Like, I don't think he has six. He's been sitting for two weeks without any practice or anything. And And he's a goalie too. So like, it's different than a player where you can keep cardio and stuff. Exactly. And also I just keep thinking like, I I just, I just keep thinking like if, if, 
I do not want Jonathan Quick as my starting goalie. Yeah, that too. I wouldn't want. I I'd rather have Frederick Anderson like as my starting goalie over Jonathan yeah. Quick because he has not been. He has not been the. Jonathan Quick for a for a good portion of of when the Kings were going on cup runs was the best goalie in the NHL. You cannot yeah. deny that he was the best goalie. He was w- not the best, one of the best goalies in the NHL. You know him, Carey Price, uh, Corey Crawford, I guess for for a, a period of time. Um, like like you know, he was on his game. He was he was the best. Now, the Kings aren't doing well. Yeah, and he's and he's not a bright spot on the team. Yeah. The reason why the Campbell sign or the Campbell pickup made so much sense, in my opinion, was he was doing so well, had like a nine fourteen or nine nine twenty something like that, on a really bad Kings team. He was playing yep. well on a bad Kings team. Yeah. Jonathan Quick is playing bad on a bad Kings team. Yeah. So, I wouldn't and I would understand. I don't know if we're going to get into get into this conversation, but I would understand. Uh, you trading Frederick Anderson if you don't have any faith in him, but I just don't see that as the goalie that you would trade him for. No, I don't think like, I think I've listened to a couple podcasts and they're trying to like explain what, uh, where Freddie can go, but I don't think there is any goalie. No. God damn it. He just got up and left. No, Fuck I'm just the Vancouver saying Vancouver Canucks, right? Oh, I hate him so much. I hate the Vancouver Canucks more than humanly possible. Um, I wasn't going with that, but I was just saying that there is no goalie that is really like that is tradable where, and I don't think we can go two weeks without a goaltender or a first, a starting goaltender Freddie within the next, I think next two weeks, Freddie is not going to be playing much. I think he needs to get healthy because we need him healthy for the playoffs. Um, and talking Vancouver Canucks wise, they took Jimmy VC off uh, waivers. That sucked for us. Oh, um, check, we lost now check your phone. What did they trade someone? Check what? your just, phone. See what the Vancouver Canucks just did to the just did to us. Oh my god! Ass. Ass. What are they just taking our scraps? I'm calling Trevor. I'm not going to call him. I'm going to text him right now. I am. So, oh my. <sighs> um so for those who don't know i don't know if you, i i literally don't even remember if you said it so just breaking right now the canucks claim travis boyd off of waivers because the leaves put him on waivers yesterday i knew that he was probably going to get claimed but of course he had to get claimed by the canucks after they stole jimmy vc from us too See, the thing is I though like done, i was i am done with the stupid waivers I was ex- I was like I was ex- like because he got uh, put on waivers yesterday. I wasn't expecting him to get claimed. Like I, it was, it's been almost twenty four hours. I wasn't expecting anyone to claim him. But I guess Vancouver claims him. Um, is Vancouver just is Vancouver just like yeah. uh, Yoik from the Toronto Yoik from Toronto? Some way to piss off Toronto. Some way to piss yeah. off Toronto. Um, They're I taking think, all of our depth. Yeah. So I think I think a trade is going to happen. Within the next now, couple of days. Now it needs to happen. Now a yeah. trade has to happen because the Leafs are losing forward depth because of the salary cap. They're losing forward depth to waivers. Yeah. This is the third this is the third player this yeah. year the Leafs have lost to waivers. They lost Aaron Dell at the beginning of the season. And man, would he have helped this year? Yeah. Uh and then they just lost Jimmy VC and now they lose Travis Boyd. Pro- there's probably another player that I can't even remember. Uh Jason no, that's Spetzel. It. Spetsa was put on waivers, but said like, yo, if you claim me, I'm retiring. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. 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 So like, you know what would be funny if, if that would happen, he would just like, cause it's all, he's on a one year contract. So he just come back next year and just get signed by the Leafs. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, like Jesus, that just breaking news. That's great. Um, yeah. Jamie we literally BC, said, we literally Travis said beforehand, Floyd. I don't know if we said this during at the beginning, cause I already forgot. We were like, hopefully a trade breaks during the show. Hopefully something breaks during the show. So we have something to talk about. Something did break. Uh, sadly, uh, we lost Travis Boyd. I like Travis Boyd. He wasn't like he obviously, terrible. He hadn't he been was, playing well. He hadn't yeah. been playing well. Oh my God. Uh, Travis just said, uh, Trevor just said, uh, because we, because like, the why? show, uh friend of the show i was i said it all caps why are you taking all of our death he said because we don't have any <laughs> good point oh my good god point. um 
but yeah, that sucks. We lost Travis Boyd. So I think okay, so because just because depth of that, helps I think, in the playoffs. That's yeah. why I'm not I'm not I don't have this connection of Travis Boyd. It's because depth helps in the playoffs when you have injuries and the Leafs will get injuries in the playoffs and just uh so so frustrating. I just sucks. I'm I'm just frustrated that like the the waiver wire has completely screwed over like has just screwed over the Leafs in in situations and has screwed do, over many Canadian teams. Do the waivers work in like does the NBA have waivers? No, the NBA is different. It's like the NFL where like you can like release players and whatever with oh, like okay. you know like, like stuff like that. I like there's no actual like there's I, like there's nothing where you can just be like you know yoink and just take a random guy. See, I don't understand who implemented the whole waivers thing. It's it's it causes like okay, so teams that are prepared and sign for things that they have to sign with or like they prepare themselves for the future or what could happen, uh, the unknown, they get screwed over. Which yep. and then all these irresponsible teams that don't sign and don't like um prepare for a worst case scenario. They just be like yoink and get to get to take someone else's like preparations, which is dumb, and I don't understand why. I think I'm gonna have to look, look into why there is uh um... obviously, yeah, obviously we'll have to, but just like obviously, like one day we'll get. Into, I just I remember going into the season being like, look at look at all this depth that we have. Like, yeah. like look at like look at all this depth. Like we had three goalies before we'd have to use Hutchison. Yes, and that was great, but. And it's and it's screwing over teams like like the Leafs making smart decisions was a dumb decision. It looks it, it almost it's yeah. almost like the Leafs being smart was actually dumb. Which <laughs> that was their undoing that, is doing something smart. Yeah, that alone is why the NHL isn't gonna be a mainstream sport because good teams, if they're good and they set out themselves up for being to be good, can't succeed. It's, and that makes zero sense in a mm. professional hockey league where your the your job is to succeed, and the NHL doesn't allow teams to succeed. Um, so that's like just that's great. just and that's just that's just where I'm where I'm, I'm not like it sounds like I'm getting bad that we lost Travis Boyd. It's that's it's not that's not the reason. the The reason I'm mad is the Leafs. The Leafs spent. I know they didn't spend a lot of money, but they they invested in Jim VC and said, "Here, here, play in our play in our top twelve, and we'll get you, we'll get your career back on track." Here, here, Travis Boyd, we'll pay seven hundred grand and see if you can get into the lineup. Here is all this depth. There's probably another uh, signing that I can't even I can't even think of. Like, oh, here's here's like all this depth because when injuries happen, people will get in the lineup. Yeah, and just and and now the Leafs smart decision ended up biting them in the ass because because of waivers and because of the cap yeah and it's also um i think i think they they did sign a bunch of players but they're like they were either on two-way contracts or like for the ahl so they have a bunch of players that could be an nhl team in the minors so so that means that like when the season's over like i but i think and i was gonna say nick robertson i actually think nick robertson might be injured yeah i just i literally i just broke something on my on my desk after I threw my headphones. That's not good. Um <laughs> like I th- I think Nick Robertson's injured at the moment. Um so Sandin's you can't bring injured. him up. Sandy's uh, Sandine's injured. Uh so I, I think I think Lilligren's on like the taxi squad or whatever. Yeah. Like uh, he, he might and he might be gone too by the yeah. by the next by the next episode he might be gone. Um yeah. uh I don't know a- Adam Brooks or so like he he played a couple of games this year. Like I'm not and <sighs> You shouldn't have to rely on oh oh these AHL guys will be our depth. They had NHL quality players as their depth. That's what yeah. you need is NHL quality yeah. players at uh, you know on their depth uh, in their depth chart, and now they're just gone. Uh, it's also another thing is that um that Vancouver might not play make the playoffs. Exactly, and they're just taking players and they're not going to use them what they're going to use it for like a month and a half and then no, trade them they're, away? they're they're using them like jimmy vc jimmy vc actually played um he didn't he didn't play that first game in ottawa no he played last game he played last game uh oh, like, okay. he was, like i saw him in the shootout and he was he was playing he was playing power play with friggin like like i i think he was playing power play with besser and with like besser and horvat like he was yeah actually they have no one else because everyone's injured no um, maybe 
yeah, Elias Peterson's injured, and like a bunch of other players are injured. Like I don't, like I don't know. So now, now I'm looking at the. Here's our because this is this is what we're this, this is what we're looking at. I'm look uh, so I'm looking at the uh, the Marlies uh, stats. Uh, so Tyler Gaudet uh, is on the Marlies with 13 points in 16 games. Adam Brooks has 11 points in 15 games. Kenny Agostino, who was on the Leafs, has, is a point a game at 10 points in 10 games. Uh, Timu Kivi Holme, who's a defenseman, nine points in 14 games. Nick Robertson, who's injured, nine points in 10 games. That's Joey awesome. Anderson, who you all forgot existed, is eight points in 16 games. So I guess I guess maybe Joey Anderson, because you want to get something out of that for the um for the what's his what's what was his name? Yance for the Janssen trade. Yeah. Uh um Alex it's... Barabanov, who we all for who we all forgot as well, is still on the Marlies too. So maybe he yep. got some depth. Nick Patan, who we all forgot as well, is there too. It's um, his birthday today. I saw, I saw that too. So like, yes, that's depth, but I, but the depth that we had was, was more reliable and the Leafs got screwed yeah. because they decided to be smart. Yeah. Uh, one more thing is like, I, I don't know who mentioned this, but um, a lot of like the season in Europe, most seasons in Europe have already finished. So they will be getting a lot of their prospects back from Europe so we could have more prospects and uh, players playing on the Marlies, which is good. And then we'll have them for the playoffs if worse, worse comes to uh, worst comes to sh- come, what, what comes. If Stuff worst co- comes to worse. Yeah, worst comes to worse. There you go. Um, yeah, so screw you, Vancouver. They also kind of messed up the trade deadline because Vancouver and Columbus were ready to sell. But then they played a couple games and are back in the race. So they kind of, uh, for this is from Saturday headlines, they kind of made everything constipated and kind of mess everything up. Uh, talking about other yes, I remember, teams. I remember, yeah, no. So Zahar isn't saying, Zahar himself did not say that they are being constipated. Elliot Freeman said they have made the market constipated. Yeah. That was, I had never laughed so hard and been like, did, did, did Elliot Freeman just say constipated? Yeah, it's great. Um, so Oilers and Flames are probably not going to be active. This is from headlines. And then Winnipeg is a wild card. I don't expect Winnipeg to do anything crazy because when oh, whenever, I, I uh, Kevin Chevaldeoff does anything, he takes a while to do it. And he's very patient with what he does. Um, like, look at Jack, uh, not Jack Eichel. Uh, Patrick Liney, like he wanted to get traded out of Winnipeg for like three years and they still kept him for like three years or whatever and like kept pushing it back and pushing it back until finally he gets traded. Um, so I don't expect anything to happen when it comes to Winnipeg. Um, no, I but I want I think they're gonna make a I do think they're gonna make a run at Matias Ekholm. I like they have been rumored on him for a while. It's like uh, them okay. and the Bruins and the Leafs and I swear to God. I swear to God if the Bruins if the, Bru- the, the Bruins, Bruins are probably gonna get them. Because the Bruins are gonna find out find a way to give them a prospect that's gonna turn into nothing and a first round pick that's gonna turn into nothing, and they're gonna get Matias Ekholm for yeah. for the year. Because that's just because that's just that's what it the is. Bruins way. Can I can I read something from Adam Wilde? Yeah, give her. Uh so, so Chris Chris Johnson says that Travis Boyce cleaned off waivers and Adam goes, Wow, Vancouver actually acquired debt for less than three point five million per year. They're in cap hell. Uh, they are so screwed for next year. They are in such cap hell. And at the end of this year, they have to re-sign Patterson and Hughes. They are screwed. Yep. Because they still need to pay Louis Erickson for I think I think I think after this year it's only one more year. And they still need to pay Jim Beagle and Antoine Roussel for one more year after this one. They are fudged. Yeah. Um, so moving on, uh uh, some other stuff. Um, sorry, one more thing. Um, McDavid has 60 points in 34 games, tied for goals Boo. with 21 with Matthews. Boo. I don't care. I don't care about McDavid. Um, it doesn't matter to me. I want to talk about how, what, um, what, um, uh, God damn it, I just blanked. Um, what words are difficult? We all know words are difficult. Yeah. It's okay. It's um, okay. Uh, what Americans are thinking about um, the Canadian division and how it's kind of a joke. And Why? I kind of agree. You agree with them now? You think the you think the Canadian division is a joke? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like the gaudy stats, that's that's what I'm like. Uh, what I agree with. 
I agree one. with that too. I agree with that too, in a sense. Because six, it's seven. because McDavid and Dreisaitl are like playing the Senators and winning seven nothing, and people are like, "Wow, look at McDavid! Look at him just run, and just play amazing!" And yes, the Leafs lost to the Senators. I understand, but like, oh, look at McDavid! Look at Dreisaitl! They're just they're playing great, dude. They're playing against like uh, I can't remember his name. They're playing against Matt Murray, who cannot stop a beach ball, um, and their defense, who can barely even hold it together themselves. So I don't. Th- I think that, in a sense, is like the gaudy. The gaudy stats are are just they don't really tr- they don't translate well. They don't translate well is what is I think so, I think what all the arguments are. So uh, yeah, it, it just doesn't translate well. It's just like they're just gaudy stats. Like out here, like so of the top nine goal scorers, guess how many are in the Canadian division? Uh, you said nine. You nine, yeah. Of the top nine goal scorers. I am going to say, I'm going to say eight, and then the one is Patrick Kane. No, it's six. Six out of nine is Canadian uh, in the Canadian division for goals, okay. Okay. which is wild. Um, for goals, and, you said? Yeah, for goals. Okay. Can I, and then I, for I, assists, I'm going to try to name, can I, can I try to name them just so I can have myself some bragging rights? Yeah, sure. Go for it. All right. McDavid, Matthews, Toffoli. Um, dry sidle. Yep. You said six. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with Mitch Marner for some reason. Uh, and then JT Miller. I don't know. Uh, no. And no, it's, uh, Kyle Connor, Brock Besser, ah, Tyler Toffoli, dry sidle, Matthews McDavid. I should have known Kyle Connor because he's just destroy- he's destroying worlds. Phenomenal player. Yeah. Phenomenal player. Um. Yeah. And then, and then s- some of it's similar or almost the same when it comes to assists. So like it's it just like gaudier stats like that. Like it's only basically Canadian teams or Canadian players on no Canadian teams with like the Canadian teams play player teams. Teams player, Canadian teams are like players on Canadian teams. You're terrible. Are the... You're just terrible with words today. What's going on? Are you like yeah. higher? Or I I don't know. Uh, I'm just I think, um, lot lots of stuff happening, um, yeah. So that just more gaudy stats and it's ridiculous and um stuff, uh, and then a couple other things just have that happen around the league. Um, uh, Dynamo Saint uh, Petersburg defenseman Timur. Uh, passed away at age 19 from a fatal head injury uh, our condolences to the family like everyone across the hockey world was mourning his loss they had a minute uh, like moment of silence for him on the next game he lost he passed away because he got a puck to the face or to the head um, which is really sad and just that's just what happens in hockey sometimes it's so oh it was so horrible so tragic i can't I, I i honestly couldn't believe it couldn't believe and it. he was the captain of the team too which is oh, just brutal um so absolutely brutal some other stuff is uh trevor van reemsdyke um signs a two-year uh 1.9 million contract capitals uh matt roy signs a three-year 9.4 spot 9. Four five million dollar deal with uh, Los Angeles Kings. Um, Malkin is out uh, week to week with the Penguins. Malkin, um, okay. Malkin, yeah. Um, and then uh, Jack Eichel's out week to week with. Uh, I think he's Dabers. done for the rest of the year. I think they're yeah. literally just going to shut him down and just be like, "There's no point. There's no point yeah. in even trying." Like, yeah, yeah. There's. Um, there's and then no point. talking about the terrible, terrible, awful, terrible Sabers, um, uh, Johansson, their goaltender, got traded to Avalanche from the Sabers, so he's going to a cup contending team, which good for him. He's out of good for him. Buffalo. He's out of the shithole. Like, and can I say something the final else about, about the is, Sabers? This had nothing to do with the Sabers. Uh, just one more thing is it's been a week and this week has happened. Like a lot of stuff has happened in this week. You, we haven't talked about Ralph Kruger getting fired. Hello. 
We haven't talked about Ralph Kruger getting fired. Uh, uh, I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Um, we haven't talked about Ralph Kruger getting fired from Buffalo. That wow, it's been that week. long. It's been that yeah. long. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, um, so we haven't I talked mean, about that. Yeah. It was inevitable. Realistically, yeah. like it was inevitable. We they all lost saw it coming. 14, 15 straight, 14 straight. Something I think, like I, yeah, they're, seven, they're on something like that. Um, and oh, it was it was only inevitable. Like like every every Sabres fan wanted it. He's just yeah. he wasn't. He's not playing Jeff Skinner. He's not playing. You know, like the rec players. They've lost twelve straight games. Like it's like like that's like that's just what's gonna happen. Yeah. Everyone everyone in Buffalo like at the end of the season like if they were if 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 they were smart which they're not like they're like everyone's gonna lose their job. Literally everyone will lose their job at the end of the. They season. don't have anyone to fire. They, they don't fired have... their staff last at the end of last season. Uh huh. Okay. They also have thing... no, and also like Buffalo's whole thing. Oh, the draft. Let's let's do the draft. They have no scouting department. They, <laughs> they have, have no, no scouting. scouting for Europe. They have no scouting. Yeah, they have no scouting. What was the thing you wanted to say before we started talking about um, Ralph? Uh, I I can't even. Like I was gonna, I was gonna bring something else up, but we can we can wait. We can wait. Yeah. Okay. So what do we do with this team? Because they, they uh, at the press conference, they were saying that they're going to hire an assistant manager, uh, assistant general manager, which is interesting because the, who's their head, general manager? No, Kevin Adams. Play. Yeah, Kevin Adams. Kevin Adams is a first time GM in this, in this league. And he hasn't had a GM or assistant GM or a president that helps him out with what is going on in hockey ops. What are oh they doing? God. The Pagoulas? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know so what you're, they're doing. They have so, no plan. So urinating tree uh, on YouTube and Twitter. I just, just saw the video. Yeah, I just saw the Oh, video. yeah. Um, he made a video comparing about how... Okay, so the Pagoulas own the Buffalo Bills and um, the Buffalo Sabres. And he compared how both of the teams are run. And so basically the Buffalo Bills are run by football players or football uh, by football minds. Yeah. Football personalities and minds that know the game, know how to construct a team and following like just basic kind of common sense ways of making your team better and spending the money in the right places, not overpaying and, getting more depth when it comes to helping uh um god damn it what's their a, a quarterback just josh allen. On, yeah josh allen and developing him into a pros, uh, into a number one um uh, mvb caliber quarterback that was jack eichel needed development he wasn't the just perfect player that could go on the ice and like matthews type where he just doesn't need any other development. He's just automatically good and play can play on the uh, uh, in the league. He needed some time to develop and become the number one center that he could have become. They just butchered that. He there was a bunch of other players on the team that needed development. If you guys want to go check out the video, it's a great video. It's like fifteen minutes or whatever, and he's just comparing the video and uh, comparing it's the two teams. It's a prime example. Their organization is a prime example of why you don't involve your owner in anything. In anything. No, you, you don't involve yourself in anything if you're a businessman. Yeah, sorry, if you're the owner, you don't involve like like have have you heard one story of Larry Tannenbaum like cutting in and be like, actually, we need yeah. Austin Matthews to do this and this, and then we'll give him eleven million dollars. Yeah. Actually, you know, we hear when we hear that Brendan Shanahan is getting involved, we're going, whoa, 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 okay, okay, like this is getting serious. Like this, yeah. this is this is like good. Brendan Shanahan is smart hockey mind, very smart hockey mind. Never once have I been like, have I heard Larry Tannenbaum will now cut in and be part of these negotiations. Yeah. The Pagulas let Sean McDermott, who's the coach of the Buffalo Bills, and Brandon Bean, general manager of the Buffalo Bills, run that team. They run that team. They do what they have to do, and they are smart football minds. And they went all the way to the AFC Championship game, which is farther than they have ever gone ever, and farther than the Dallas Cowboys have gone since the nineties. Just, just Actually, put didn't the Bills? The didn't the Bills go um, to like four straight Super Bowls? Yeah, in the nineties. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. They went to four four straight Super Bowls, lost all of them. Yeah. I think from ninety, it was either ninety to ninety three or ninety one to ninety four, something like that. Yeah. So, so Terry Pagula says, "You know what, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, you do everything, and I get all the credit because yeah. I'm the owner, and that's just how it works. That's yeah. how it works." Yeah. Terry Pagula then decided to not hire hockey minds in yep. Buffalo. Yep. And have non hockey minds run a hockey team. And also or, have him, and also have him be hands on in this hockey team that he does not know how to run because he is not a hockey mind. Yeah, it's 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 he did hire hockey minds, but inexperienced hockey minds. Exactly, exactly. Like he hired like I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the cavalcade of lists that he's had since he since uh, a general manager. They had Tim Murray who. Uh, like so, Tim Murray uh, in, in like 2015, they lost the draft lottery, and and right off the bat, they were like, "Well, we'll have to settle for the number two player." And right off, right after that, if I'm Jack Eichel, I'm thinking, "Oh, thanks, Dick." Like, "Oh, we'll have to settle for number two, like because we didn't get Connor McDavid." And Jack Eichel's there, like, "Thanks, I guess." Um, yeah. And then Tim Murray, Tim Murray, and that whole Buffalo Sabres organization made Ryan O'Reilly fall out of love with hockey. Made uh, what's his name, goalie Robin Leonard. Made uh, they've made a lot of players fall out of love. There, uh, there's they, this. They made Robin Leonard uh, extraordinarily unhappy, and then he, and then somehow they went to a different team. Ryan O'Reilly went to the Blues the next, went to the Blues, won the Conn Smythe Trophy and the Stanley Cup, and then Robin became Leonard captain. goes and and became the team captain this year. Uh, Robin Leonard um, went to the Islanders, uh, led them to the second round, uh, became a huge spokesperson in, for sports when it comes to mental health. And everyone is on team Robin Leonard now. He's uh, he's doing great with the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> and the Buffalo Sabres then hired Jason Botterill, who decided to sign Je- Jeff Skinner after yes, after forty goal a forty goal season. But he decided to hire to sign Jeff Skinner to eight years at nine million dollars and he's now got two goals yeah and then they fired him and now they have and now kevin adams is literally thrust into an unwinnable scenario it's also the team hasn't like they haven't stuck to their guns when it comes to like doing a rebuild so but the thing is you can't you can't it's like we talked about the sharks last episode you can't rebuild with this many with this many long-term contracts no no no. i'm talking about before like i'm talking about tim murray and jason barrel Okay, so Tim Murray was uh, GM from uh, 2014 to 2013. That's three years. Nope, 20, then, nope not 2013. You can't go from, you said 2014 to 2013. Sorry, 20, no, 2014, 2017. Sorry, I was reading go. a thing. Um, that's three years. That's not enough time to turn a team around. Then Jason Botterill gets hired in 2017, and he's tw- till 2020. And they also fired like their entire staff. Like they have literally no one to like, just no one. Everyone just fired. Um, and then now they hired uh, Kevin Adams, who is a first-time GM in an NHL team. He was successful in like past stuff he did, think, but I don't think he was even like I, I don't even know his management history. Like I, I think that he was literally I think he was literally a player, and then just and then they just hired him. Hold on, I, I'm looking at him. Thing he like is... I, hold on, yeah, I I, I could be. 100% wrong, but I remember I remember Anthony saying something something along those lines. Like I could be I could be 100% wrong, but I remember them saying something about him him be, not he only being a first time GM but Leafs. being a first time in anything management and in, in, in hockey. Yeah, he has and, no and How can you how do you expect someone to turn your team around if that's what they're doing? Yeah. Um he played for the Leafs. Oh my god. Uh god. he did not play see, for You see what I'm talking about? No one wants to be there. Yep. No one wants to be there to the point where they're hiring people who have never even done this. Yep. Um, yeah, it's it's I think I knew that. Yeah, it's that's not good. Um I think they have to bring someone in. Like that's that's how bad it is in Buffalo, is to the fact where they're hiring people who have never actually managed before because no one who has experience wants to be there. Yeah. That that that's a good point. Um, yeah, I think they have to bring someone in with experience to really reconstruct this team and allow it to be like better and just, just keep going or fix the team, I guess. And 
resume. Um, I think they have to bring in someone that has experience and that doesn't give a crap what management says and says that I am the GM or president and I, you will, I will talk to you, but I have full control of the vehicle that is the, um, the Buffalo Sabres. It's it's what it is. Um, uh, yeah. So I don't know what's happening with with the Buffalo Sabers. Like they're just in ruins. I love their ranking. They were no ranked. One, it's because it's because no one, no one in the no one in the hockey world has anything has has, has any idea of what the Buffalo Sabers are yeah. and what they want to be. And that's yeah. the worst. That's the worst position to be in. People talked about that about the Canucks years ago, where it's just like, we don't know what you are. Yeah. No one, like, are you rebuilding? Are you young? Are you skilled? Are you successful? Like, no one knew what the Canucks were. And that's they, why they were so mediocre for so many years. Yeah. Now, the Sabres are bad, but we also don't, they also can't rebuild. Yeah. If you're it's, just like, because they, they've been rebuilding for the last five years, they can't go to their fans and be like, oh, this is going to take another five years to rebuild. Like the Detroit what Red Wings, yeah, they're just they're they're bad for a purpose. Yes, we we know what the Detroit Red Wings are. Yeah, we know that, and and it wouldn't surprise me five years from now the Detroit Red Wings right back in the playoffs, do it and doing doing real good, doing yeah. real good right back. In, like, would that surprise you? No, because they have a lot of picks and they have a lot of good players in the minors, like that. They just keep out of the NHL team because the NHL team like. I don't know if the uh, environment is toxic, but like it just, they're not good. So might as well keep the players like out of a losing environment. Exactly. So, so we know, we know exactly what the Detroit Red Wings are. Ottawa Senators, another good example. Ottawa Senators are actually, they're, they're not, they're not terrible. They're really not that bad. They're, they're really bad, not. but they're competitive. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Buffalo is nothing. They're just yeah. they're just a big pile of nothing because yeah. we don't know what the hell they we don't know what the hell they are. Yeah. We don't know what the hell they're trying to do. We don't know what the hell their goal is at all. Also, Buffalo is looks like uh no, not Buffalo, sorry. Um uh, Ottawa looks like they're having fun. Oh, 100%. Tim Strusel, uh Brady Kachuk, all those guys look like they're having fun, scoring goals and just having a good time. Like it wouldn't and, surprise me if uh, Stutzla and and Brady Kachuk turn into like one of those like dynamic duo type type yep. deals in a couple of years. Yeah, they're roommates. They love each other. And yeah, um, it's e even if they're bad, they're still competitive. And you could their games are watchable. Oh the yeah, Sabers are not watchable. The Sabers are just brutal, and it's just yeah, it's not good for them. They are going downhill and um mm -hmm. i don't know what savers fans are gonna do i think jack Eichel uh, is going to new york rangers that's what i think um in uh, after the season's over honestly um, savers fans are like good like i'm I, I yeah they obviously are like i want jack to stay but i'm also like i couldn't blame him for dealing with this bullcrap yeah um do you have anything else or uh, so I have I have two things I have two things that I wanted to bring up. So yeah, when, okay. when I thankfully you brought up the um, uh, thankfully you brought up Kyle Connor in that uh, in the goals because I went back to the 2015 NHL draft. So the 2015 NHL draft was the McDavid and Eichel draft. So first McDavid and then Eichel, then Dylan Strom, then Mitch Marner, then Noah Hannafin. That was their top. That was the top five. And I'm looking at this to, 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 to every single every single player in the first round of that draft has played in the 2020-2021 NHL season. Okay, that's not bad. Actually, that's a pretty good season. Exactly. Right, that's a pretty that's, good. That's a pretty uh, good draft. That's a pretty good draft class. Uh, and then even going and then even going into the into the second round, four players have all five players right right now have played in 2020-2021. So in this draft, through trade. And uh, and giving away players, the Boston Bruins uh, had first round had a first round pick for pick number 13, 14, and fifteen, right in a row. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I know this one thing. Okay, so they decided to pick 
At 13, Jakobs Borrell. Which I don't know who that is. Uh, 14, Jake DeBrusque, who we all know is, yeah, is a, a very past. good player. And 15 was Zachary uh, Senishin. Yeah. Who, I know who that is. So Zborl, so Jacob Zborl uh, has played 28 NHL games and five assists, five goals, and 10 points. That's a bust. Uh, Zachary Senishin has played seven games, one goal, two, two assists, three points. At least That's he has a goal. A bust. At least he has a goal. Hey, he's got he's got one, yes. one more goal than you and I. He's got one more goal than you and I. Yes, but in terms of hockey, and it's five years from then, they should at least like if I'd consider like a successful player if he's playing five years after with that team. Like if he's no, not just playing. If he's a core member of yeah, that team. if he's in the lineup after five years with that team. Okay. There were three picks after that. I want to know. Do you actually know who these three players are after that? I think I know. I think it's uh, Kyle Connor, uh, Matt Barzell, and I don't remember the third one. So you, so those two are right. Uh, so then I, damn, I, damn, I'm mad. I think I might have brought this up before. Now I'm mad. It's okay. No, but I think I've heard I looked, this on like another podcast or something. I've looked at this so many times. So after Zachary Senishin uh, went Matt Barzell to the Islanders, Kyle Connor to the Jets, and Thomas Shabbat to the Senators. Yeah, Thomas Shabbat. That's the third player. Yeah. See, That's... when I look at that, when I look at that, I go, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Imagine, imagine those players. Imagine those players on the fucking Bruins. They'd be unbearable. I already don't like, I already don't like Kyle Connor because he's so good. I already don't like Matt Barzell because all Islanders fans just rub them in our faces. And I already don't like Thomas Shabbat because he's so good as well. Are, are those all the... Canadians? Uh, what do you mean all Canadians? Is in all like, Canadian players? Yeah. Are they all Canadian? Because uh, I, Connor, I'm pretty Kyle... sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Connor... Matt, Matt Barzell, Matt Barzell is Canadian. Kyle Connor is Canadian, and Thomas Schwartz also Canadian. Oh, they're all Canadian. So the Bruins have terrible scouting in Canada, then. <sighs> Maybe. Or but they just missed an, uh... it. Oh, actually, sorry. Uh, Kyle Connor's American. He's from. Yeah, uh, he's American. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, but then, but see, American. But the thing is, American teams love to draft American players because they feel like they're like homegrown in a sense. Because they want, yeah, I guess. Because and and it wouldn't surprise me if like you know the like America takes like the U.S. like the USA is really good right now. Like the American NHL players are really good. Oh, and yeah. they're gonna like, pass American, us. Yeah, American NHL players are really good, and yeah. so. But and then, but it's but also I'm, they. I think they they took two like. European players because their last names don't sound American. So I'm assuming they just they're, got they're not drafted. So I, I'm assuming the thing it's a is, Russian and a Swede. But the thing is, all three of these players played in the played in the CHL. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, they have bad so, scouting in the CHL. Then that that that's what the thing. I I don't I maybe but and then I and then I'm looking I'm looking at the names after Kyle Connor and Thomas Shabbat. Um, uh, Joel Erickson Eck, Brock Besser, Travis Konechny. Um, yeah, Jack Brock Besser was a steal. Uh, Anthony Beauvillier. Yeah. Um, uh, who, who, who else? Um, Mitchell Stevens uh, in the second round. Tra- Travis Dermott in the second round. Sebastian Ajo in the second round right after. So the Leafs, the Leafs took Travis Dermott over Sebastian Ajo, which is something where I go, huh, I wonder if they took Ajo, but they probably wouldn't have been able to afford him realistically. Ajo's a forward, right? No, he's not. Def- yeah, he's yeah. forward. Um, I think I think they just they need they saw like they've they had Nylander, they had Marner. Like I don't I don't think they uh yeah. they, like they needed another forward. And yeah, I don't think we'd be able to pay it. Yeah, like, and then but that but then the but then the Bruins the Bruins kind of redeemed themselves in the second round. They took Brandon Carlo, who's been who's been a really good defenseman yeah. for them. Uh but dude, this is and j- just just looking at this draft in general, it's one of it's it's one of the most it's one of the best drafts I think of the last couple of years. It really, yeah. it really is. Just, just, just the first round alone. Every single player has played in the 2020, 2021 season. Yeah. Which that's that's a successful draft because there are a lot of drafts where it's like the top five and then everyone else is just trash. Or not even the top five. But yeah. 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 Um, I wanted to do some stuff so, for yeah. overtime. Look at the tw- the 2012 draft is one of the worst drafts in recent, yeah, in recent yeah. memory. Yeah. So this was like our overtime segment. I wanted to do overtime with, I saw someone being like, oh, uh, John, uh, Leafs were in on Jonathan Quick, but we touched that on on that with um, with 
uh, when we were talking about the Leafs. So I guess we won't talk about that. Um, the beginning, yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else? You said you had two things. That and is there another thing or no? I mean, okay. There's there's one last thing I want to talk about, and it's it. it I'm I'm finally just gonna say something. I'm done with barstool sports. I'm done with them. I'm Why? really just I'm over it. I, what happened? I'm I'm so done with that whole that with that whole world. I like, like barstool. Okay, what happened? What happened? I don't know what you're talking about. What happened was Gordon Miller said, "Hey, I got time. I'll answer some questions." And someone said. And someone said, would you ever go on spit and chocolates? And he said, no, because I find Barstool to be misogynistic and, you know, anti, anti this, anti that, whatever. That's just, that's his opinion. That's his yeah, opinion. Okay. Whether you agree with it or not, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. So it is misogynistic, but it's like, the what reason did you why expect? I'm... Like, it's just, it's a gambling sports no, like this company. Is... And then this is where, I, this is where I'm finally done with them. I'm finally done with them. They felt the need. We got to clap back at him. We got to clap back. And Ryan Whitney gets on Twitter in the middle. He's at fucking Disney World with his kids. And he decides to make a little Twitter video saying, saying Gordon Miller doesn't want to come on our show. What? We don't want you. We don't even, I don't even know who you are. Who the hell does this guy think he is? Who is Gordon Miller? He doesn't want to come on our show. Good. We don't want you on our show. Yada, yada, yada. We don't. Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Are you serious? Are you serious? Who is this guy? Come on. Um, have some fucking pride. Have some I, have some pride. Seriously. Okay. And I that's, think... that was my final straw. That was my final straw of him being like, we got to clap back at him. Oh, who is this guy? We all okay, know so... you know who this guy is. Okay. So... I'm saying you're a bit overreacting. Um, okay, so first of all, they're an online sports company, like a, a media online media company. So Twitter beef is good content for them. Um, them like saying that is yeah. Let's, what did you expect? Like if if someone says that um, if someone says that they don't want to come on your thing, they're really like, good. We don't want you to come on the thing uh, on the hey, podcast. But- but if Gordon Miller was like, I would never go on the Gen Z hockey podcast podcast. I didn't, I wouldn't feel it to be a, a, a job on myself to be like, you know what? Fuck you too. I would just be like, okay, cool. That's his, like, that's his opinion. Like, if you don't want, if you don't want to come on, we don't want you to come on. I don't need to full on go on Twitter and be like, fuck you. You don't know yes, who you are. But, but it's different if you have a thousand followers and if you have a couple million. So I think you have to take that into consideration. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm that was the last straw for me. That was the, the only person on Spit and Shakelets that I actually that I actually admire and actually respect is is Biz Nasty, because I that's the only person I actually respect. The rest of the, the rest of them like, and just man, the stuff that the stuff that Ryan Whitney tweets, I swear, I like it's like okay, it's so like are oh, you, it's so are you mad. done with so Barstool or are you just done with spitting chicklets? I'm done with that whole community. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm done with that whole community of people who are of people who just like their whole thing is let's just shit let's just let's just be douchebag guys and shit on you know because I I I'm probably paraphrasing but I swear there was a tweet where Ryan Whitney after after Spit and Chicklets literally said like we we 100% are behind the uh, the NWHL and the PWHPA and we are we are so excited for this new chapter in women's sports. And friggin' Ryan Whitney gets on and is like, who cares about watching this? It's not real hockey. Um, there's some other stuff that happened with the women's national hockey league and barstool. Um, but um, like and it's stuff like that where I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't need to I don't need to listen to this. Anymore. Yeah, but it's also to. a couple players on the PWHL, like on one of the teams called like the CEO of Barstool, uh, a racist Fort- and sexist yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. David so Fortnite? like Huh? No. Uh, so Dave Pornar is like not. He's not the CEO. He's uh, oh, he's I thought he was pres- president of like um, president of content. Okay. And then they have someone else, uh, Erica Nardini, I think, is the president of uh, our CEO of Barstool. So 
yeah i think there's like more backstory when it comes to like that kind of stuff but yeah like barstool yeah i don't know um but is it an unpopular opinion but i don't like spinning chiclets like i just don't like the podcast like i don't like the characters or like the just like the podcast in general i just i i feel it's so it's so americanized and that might be my my canadian aspect of it and it's just it's it feels so americanized to the point where i'm just like this is and and by americanized i mean like the all they do is shit on all they do is shit on canadian teams except for like like they'll like they want like like they're they're very much like oh we like the leaves and we like we like them we we like them kind of you know like yeah. they're 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 kind of over there but they very much like they're shitting on canada they're shitting on the canadian teams and being like well you know it's not like they actually matter or anything they're just playing each other and so like and i'm just i'm I've listened to some episodes and their their interviews are fucking great. They're fucking great. Yeah, their great. interviews They're... are great. Yeah. But think... when it's just them, I'm just like this isn't this isn't that great. I think I you know you know why I think it got cuz their 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 most prominent audience is American. That's why they like play into that like Canada doesn't matter. Because they have to play into that because in reality, for those people that listen to Barstool and just like watch their content, America, Canada doesn't matter. Like there is no Barstool Canada. There should be a Barstool Canada. Like they have Barstool Chicago and LA and all this other stuff. They should have Barstool Canada and have an office in Toronto. It's just they don't. It's they're not. That's not their thing. Um, so I think I think I think you're a bit overreacting. I get understand like why. Like I think. I, I think you have a less problem with just how they're responding to um, hockey people and just like their relationship with them. But yeah, it's some of the stuff they do is kind of scumbaggy, but I think you're, I think, I think that was, I think that was why I was mad is that it's, I just find it so scumbaggy to be like, you know, who do you think you are? No one knows who you are. Yeah. You know who he is. Don't yeah. lie through your teeth. And another thing is, I think they, they're kind of just, um, sitting on like this gold throne of barstool and like and the whole spinning chiclets it's in reality the the three the two players that are like on the podcast they're not good players like they the like ryan whitney by far is the better of them like he was an olympic athlete he was like he was an olympic american player yeah but like i don't i i don't i don't value i don't value their opinion i think that's i think that's like like i there are YouTubers, there are hockey and sports YouTubers where I value their opinion. Like when yeah. Steve says something, I I listen to it and I, I somewhat I I value I value it. I go, you know what? There's some there's some thought and some reasoning behind it. What they're they're just saying shit for the sake of say, saying shit, and I'm just but like I don't value that. But it's also like the whole like they're just hockey guys. And God, like, like I just think, like, I just think I just think they are not my kind of person. They are not someone that I would yeah, want to have a beer I with because I hate yeah. I hate hanging out with douchebag guys. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Just what I hate doing. So I think they're just not your type of thing, and it's also like they're playing into the whole douchebag because Barstool and they are hockey they are hockey players. Like that's their like that's how like they act and like um and stuff like that. So like um and yeah I don't is, know people see them as the hockey players and the thing is hockey just isn't a big sport in america so they have to yeah. add up their whole bravado character to seem like they're an actual to seem like they're athletes that people give yeah. a shit about and the whole gordon miller thing is like i don't think anyone in america knows who he is if you're oh. like being no, like gordon miller, gordon miller calls games in the playoffs on nbc oh okay no i think one thousand percent know who he is no i think i think the casual fan has no idea who he is that that's uh, that's I think they're playing into the whole casual fans of hockey in America. But their platform makes people watch hockey. That their yeah. platform will make people watch hockey and hopefully turn them into fans. And so, and so if you're if you're gonna go out and say no one knows who you are, like you're basic, you're lying through your teeth at that point. Yeah, it's not a positive way of growing the game. Let's just say that. Thank you. Thank you. And. But also, it, they're not about growing the game. They're about making content and making the most money. So you have to take that into account too. I think I think Bez really wants to grow the game. I that's I think that's why I like yeah. it. Yeah. I think he really he really tries to grow the game. Like all the stuff all the stuff he does in Arizona, like for the Coyotes, it's awesome. 
And like yeah. you need so you need someone like that to up to you know promote a market like that. If you get characters and biz biz is probably the if we're talking about characters in the NHL, he's he's up there in like the top five. Yeah. Like or someone that has a personality. Because everyone yes. else doesn't have a personality. Yes. And it's brutal. And so you have to have someone associated with a team like the Coyotes, who no one watches. Yeah. Have someone someone like that associated. And he tries, he wants to grow the game. Yeah. He 100 percent wants to grow the game. And and he and he wants to he wants to grow it in whatever way he can, but just I'm I don't like the people that he works with. I think I think that's what it is. Is I love him. I hate people he works with. Yep. I feel like I feel like a wife right now. I love my husband, but the people he worked with are pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, um, I think that's a good point. I, to know, end that, that just, I just want I just want yeah. to talk. I just want to talk about that. I know I, I know do, it's a like, bit I, of a, I, I know it was a rant or whatever, but I follow yeah, Barstool, but like I don't really watch uh, follow Spin Chicklets. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Check us out on like uh, all streaming platforms and uh, share us with a friend because we need more viewership because then we can get sponsored dollars and sponsored by White Claw or, or neutral vodka soda. Not um, Pink Whitney because it sucks. There, I said it. Have you tried it? I have. I have it down. I have it downstairs and I tried it once and I was like, this is not that great. Not a fan. Did you just drink no. it straight up? Yeah, I just took a shot of it. Okay. It's not good straight up. Um, Did I mix do you it have... with orange juice or something? No, so I like uh, I was at my friend's like uh, house for like a housewarming party because he moved into uh, like a new place, and uh, he had a so you know soda stream. So it was basically like I put bubbly water, um, ice, and then the pink Whitney, and it was great. So try that. All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Check us out. We'll be back next week.